As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Whether you're broke or evergreen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Pete Donaldson's here. Good evening, afternoon. And guess who's back again? It's Luke Aaron Moore! I was born this way. Welcome. Come on in. Put your feet up. It's the football ramble. It's lovely to have you all with us. Then take your feet down. Yeah, don't get You're not at home now. You're not on public <laughs> transport now. <laughs> they don't like that. They probably you. will either be at home or on public transport. Yeah. So you two I are mean, a shocker there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're going to be the most likely candidates, yeah. I would think. Get could your be, feet down. Could be now. in the office, could be on a building site. Do People have to sit there. <laughs> right then, gentlemen, we've recently had Super Bowl 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a comeback from the New England Patriots. Once again, you're welcome, oh. world of sport. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers! Yeah. Biggest sport in the world. Says the guy who actually spoilers TV shows yeah. all the time. Do you yeah. not know what they are? And the guy who's got a daily radio show, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, Clark Kent is oh, Superman. Queen Anne's dead. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Why is everyone shouting at me? Yeah. Oh. Well, um, if you could bring something from the NFL into the football leagues of Great Britain and beyond, if you could incorporate something from that, that, that NFL culture, or even some rule or something like that... They, you, they, they do sport right, don't they? They're jazzier than us. Uh, it's certainly jazzier. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. A lot um, more advertising real estate, let's say. <laughs> Yeah, Jim. What would you What would you do? Well, like a, a lot of people are sort of very resistant of the idea of kind of Americanizing football in any sense, aren't they? Like people get angry about there being like a like a, a warm up show for the FA Cup final and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I would sort of steer away from that and and kind of have something that I genuinely think is brilliant that they have, which is the All Star Game. Oh yeah! Imagine at the end of the season. That's a great just, shout. Just the best players in the in the league. I don't know how you'd pick it. I don't know whether you'd have like a team of people doing it or you'd use some sort of like stats based thing. But just the twenty, you know, the, like the best players in the league just playing a, do playing they have a match that in the NFL. NFL. They do. Rather yeah. Like I don't think it, they have it in it's NFL. Very much a sort of showpiece thing. They do it, but, but they don't take it very seriously. Yeah. yeah. It's normally yeah, in Hawaii, but I think it was in Florida. Yeah, we did. I'll we, probably get that wrong. I get NFL stuff wrong all the we time. We did. Uh, there was a couple of All Star games. They used to have them back in the day when it was like England versus Europe or the rest of the world eleven or something like that. And then I can remember 
I think it was ahead of the 98 World Cup. They had a Europe 11 versus rest of the world 11. The rest of the world pumped them because they were taking it seriously. And they had Batistuta and Ronaldo up front, <laughs> who were not going easy. You're yeah. absolutely loving that. So, uh, yeah, it would be an interesting one, Jim. The best of, I think that's uh, a good shout. I like that. I yeah. think that's a lovely shout. That, that alone, Batistuta and Ronaldo are in the same team there. Mm. Like, just, oh, God, yeah, that's right. some shivers down my spine. Yeah. Yeah. Spines? Are you thinking, All my spines. Are you thinking Diego Costa and Olivier Giroud in the same <laughs> team? Just, just so you know, it's very unlikely Batistuta or Ronaldo we picked these days. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, another prominent Argentine is coming out of retirement. We'll touch on that later. Nice. Um, Luke, what would you um, go for? I mulled over a number of different things, actually, and I settled on... Moldovan, sorry, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, well. I settled on um, the, the, the entire country of Moldova. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, um, I, thought, I thought about one or two different things, and I settled on something that looks very cool, but you never see in, in football at all, mm-hmm. other than the great uh, Rushdu Rekba. Which is eye black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eye black, you ah, see. So the in, Turkish keeper. Yeah. It, it, what is that for? Keeper. Well, I'm going to tell you, Pete. Okay. you ask that question. Good. Yeah, we, just, we, did, we didn't prep that in advance. All right. Yeah. What, what are you for? I knew, I knew, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll answer that one. <laughs> How long have you got? <laughs> um, I heard Thursday show. No, um, <laughs> um, I was, I was gonna, essentially, to explain what it's for, it's a bit of a myth that has now been busted. It's for the glare of the, the floodlights and the sun. Apparently... People used to originally wear it because I think the glare of the sun or the floodlights would, would make it, would, would, be, would dazzle them. And so the right. eye black stops the reflection. Right. But it's not actually uh, that effective at doing that, apparently. Apparently it's very good at making you uh, much more able to distinguish between um, light and dark colours. So when you've got a moving ball or... Oh, oh I was so enthusiastic, I didn't punch my microphone around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you've got a moving ball, it's much easier for you to, to, to track the movement of the ball over, say, the sun or a bright sky. Um, so it would genuinely probably be very, very uh, useful for goalkeepers. So Black would improve goalkeeper mm-hmm. in this league 100%. And if, based on what I saw last weekend, they bloody well need so putting the So putting a dark like matter on underneath, this, underneath your uh, eyes yeah. helps... Distinguish how that work? That's it helps, insane. It helps distinguish between light and dark in fast-moving environments. Ah. So, um, listen, give Minulay it. It's problem yeah. solved. <laughs> give Hennessy it. Well, problem solved. Could you, problem could, you solved. Wear, could you wear like tinted contact lenses if you're a goalkeeper and you wanted to kind of like effectively wear sunglasses? Not sure, but I do know that in the NFL they banned people putting messages on the eye black. Right, because right. there's a guy called Tim Tebow who used to put like Bible messages, did, Bible yeah. things on it, and that was and there was people trying to do like commercial messaging on there, but that was banned. Right, but, like, Tom Brady, Nicholas uh, Bentley had a Paddy uh, Power, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turning your face into an advert. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so, so Tom Brady famously was wearing the eye black mm. last night, as we saw. So that's what I would introduce. Could start a trend of general face paint, couldn't it? It could do. Kiss. Could somebody go on full kiss. Yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was an Argentinian player in the lower leagues who used to yes, do that. He, right. he, he died not that long ago. Oh, that's right. He was a, a journeyman in the lower leagues, and he, mm. used to, he used to make up his face like kiss. Yeah, that's he, right. He did it, in, he did it in like a while ago. Yeah, he did it in um, training, didn't he? He did it in training and also in pre-game as well. I think he actually did it in games too. Um, I think I read the same piece. It was in the Guardian, wasn't it? A few I can't weeks remember. ago. It was, it was a piece. Check it out, though. Yeah. It's interesting. Let's just say he did it in game. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, Peter, is it your go? I, I don't care. Okay. Yeah. I'll have a crack. Yeah. Go on. Well, the coolest thing I've ever seen in uh, uh, an NFL football match was when Ben in the Dark Knight <laughs> comes on the field. <laughs> yeah. And he's oh. got like one of those masks, hasn't he? He does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dog like this. Yeah. This is when the the field like just sort of disappears. Yeah, exactly. Him. Yeah, he ruined the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't bring yeah. him in. Not don't about that spoiler, is he? Yeah. What? No, that's not really a spoiler. That's fine. That's, 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 that's on the trailer. Isn't okay. yeah. I will spoil it for you. <laughs> um, uh, and he and he's got like a mask. Obviously, I'd love to see that involved in the Premier League because I... all people do 
is cover their mouths when they're talking to each other. And oh, it's yeah. just constant. Yeah, it's it's just right. constant. Everyone wears a mask. Yeah. No one could see anybody else's uh, mouths. The question was, what would you bring from the NFL, not what would you bring from any scene, from anything involving the NFL in any Marcus, sort of way? you know who you're, de- you're dealing with? <laughs> it's is your this, own breath you're wasting. We're getting closer, aren't we? I, I think we've got away lightly there. <laughs> was, Go- yeah. was Gotham City in a virtual game of NFL or not? I yeah, don't know. No, no. It wasn't college football. <laughs> It was definitely proper NFL, as I remember rightly. He's got us over a barrel, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That's what I have. I do, so the, the, the voice would, pres- sorry, the mask would presumably change the players' voices as well, which would be good yeah. at the end of the game. So, the most important thing is the three points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or maybe the playbook. You know that playbook they hide their hands in. Pete, uh, Anything that disguises <laughs> what you're up to. Pete, on one hand, I'm disappointed with the answer. On the other hand, I don't think it's a battle worth having. So, <laughs> I, I maintain that we've Someone's got away been away for too long. <laughs> we got away lightly there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Appreciate that, Peter. No, yeah. I, I, I do like the rationale, though. Uh-huh. They, it does annoy me when they hide their hand. Because the reason it annoys me, and I might have mentioned this before, is because you've taken our media money, yeah. we want every inch of flesh. Yeah, and also, we we want to hear what you're saying, and sh- we deserve to hear it. Mm, they yeah. should all just have ventriloquism lessons. And just and be able to throw your voice like you're just talking like that all the time. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying they shouldn't be covering their mouths. Just learn to not use their lips. Yeah, I that, think that would be brilliant because then they could say Rrr. something about the referee, do an impression of another player. Yeah. Because right, I heard you there. Yeah. You're off. You're off. No, well, I didn't say anything. I, I say I that distinctly... about my mum. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I distinctly heard a scouse accent. You're the only scouser on the field, Joey Barton. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been him though. Yeah, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I quite like the. Um, the the officials in NFL throwing their flags on the pitch when oh, yeah. something wrong. Yeah. So I just like the assistant referees just in throw our the flags. Throw yeah. the flags. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe specifically <laughs> if there is an incident that they think uh, is re- warrants a red card. So you'd know. So if it's like, you know right. when the lino flags were yeah. offside. You're not sure it? what he's flagging for necessarily. Exactly. So instead of like calling the referee over, if he's that sure it's a red card, flag on the pitch. I was like, oh my goodness. The reason I love the flag system in NFL is because um, NFL for two reasons. One is because it's a very macho sport, mm. and that just looks ridiculously camp. Yeah. Which which because they're flimsy <laughs> little it's flags. It's a great yeah. juxtaposition. Like someone throw, like casually tossing a yellow flag onto the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And secondly, because it's so technology based, mm. it seems like a really antiquated way of doing it. Can <laughs> they just continue making? <laughs> the, do the sticks? Remain in the flag because that could hurt. There's somebody, no stick in the flag. It's just like a it's just like a balled up flag, like a potpourri type thing. Oh, That's what I mean, that is incredibly. Which is on their belt, and they rip it off and throw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow! Mm. It's like mm. a like a, a a fancy lady from Victorian times dropping her handkerchief. Mm. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got uh. to Victorian times yet. I think that they. I think that that linesmen should have um, for serious offences a longer flag. You know, like historically, um, policemen. Uh, the whole idea of the nightstick was um, because the, the sticks, the, the billy clubs, were longer in the evening because there was more trouble. Uh-huh. Oh, so right. they'd have two kinds of sticks. They'd have a day stick, which is shorter, Ridiculous. and a uh, and a nightstick, and that's how the word nightstick. So came basically, about. the linesman or the assistant referee, mm. depending on the on the, the severity of the offence, <laughs> yeah. he would put his flag up and it would go. Yeah. yeah, and if it's a really oh, bad offence, it's a red, like well, a toy really nightstick. Offence like that, it could be like the sort of vaudevillian hooks that they would have, where they drag just someone off stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah just pull like them a off the crew together. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the moral of that is: do your thieving during the day. Yeah, <laughs> I really. Think so. um, I think Pete's got the points. Yes. You know. Hang on, that's no. I'm, I don't deserve this. Well, trying, <laughs> wow. From the man himself. Steady. <laughs> well, I was doing that to encourage you. Okay. You know, you've taken a step in the right direction, right. and I want to reward that behaviour. I'm Wayne Hennessy. He's the carrot. I'm the stick. This is very much, you know, getting a trophy just for taking part. Yeah, yeah it's it is. Yeah. I'm another... a millennial, technically. <laughs> Hope yours, Jim. <laughs> Jim, you get another I tried hard sticker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's 
move on to the Premier League, because Crystal Palace wouldn't get such a stick. No, they really wouldn't. What a win for David Moyes' Sunderland. That, it, it's not just a loss, it's demoralising for Palace, that yeah. result. <laughs> well, Allardyce said, didn't he, after the game, he was, like, pretty much shell-shocked by it, and, uh, you know, the players had played with fear, and he said once that happens, their heads go and they can't make decisions, and he could see it straight away. And, yeah, I mean, it's just an absolute battering from... from from David Moyes' Sunderland. <laughs> one, of, one of the biggest uh, differences in a manager's demeanour before kick-off and after kick-off I think I've ever seen. Yeah. He was dancing with the mascot before <laughs> the game. Yeah. Big Sam. He's like, here's me three points. Yeah. yeah. Here's me back-to-back wins. No, it's platform like, it's to like, build on. It's almost like he's saying, I know you miss pards, but I can dance as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me do it in Magaluf or wherever He's done two bits of dancing. He did a little kind of like a head wobble on the touchline when he won that one <laughs> single match. Yeah, he's won one league game, I think. It was, they beat Bournemouth, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Did, well, yeah, previously away to Bournemouth, a great mm. result. Mm. Any well, win on the road did is. Did you see Bournemouth against Everton? <laughs> <I did>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but as in in Palace, it's a, you know, any win on the road is essentially great for for most teams. Let's, in the and let's not forget, yeah. lest we forget mm. that for large parts of this season, <laughs> Sunderland have looked like one of the worst Premier League teams <laughs> ever in history. Right. Yeah, and Palace were also at home. Well, mm. if you look at the the, the bottom half, four have done at half time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they kept it, kept it tight second half. <laughs> but, like, two of them, two of them were in um, added time as well. Yeah. Well, we talked about this. We talked about how unfit Palace were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was, I, was, I wasn't, from one point of view, I wasn't pleased to see it because obviously Palace fans would be very upset. Mm-hmm. But from a point of view of the round, I was that, well, we talked about this. We talked about how unfit they look. And lo and mm-hmm. behold, they conceded three goals yes. within two or three minutes of the end of the first half. Yeah, they yeah. look tired. And at this stage of the season, very, very dangerous. They're in real trouble. They are. For the fourth goal, James Tompkins looked pretty much asleep. Just amazing oh, how did Defoe turn him like the, that? The first goal from Defoe was superbly mm. taken. It was That was a, uh, a, a, an absolute poacher at his very, very best. That finish across the keeper with supposedly his weaker foot, although Defoe's quite two-footed, you know, obviously yeah. his, his, his strong foot's well, the right foot, but he yeah. uses his left very, very well. Superb finish. The way he turned Tompkins, it was, it ten, was too ten easy. Pa- ten yeah. million pound defender, by the way. Too easy. I mean, yeah. for, in Defoe's point of view, you know, that's a lovely old job and it's a great striker's goal, but too easy. The, the tone was set for the first goal. The first goal when Hennessy just was not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked about Hennessy as well, yeah. more, more recently about his, his shortcomings, his, his failings as a goalkeeper, and they were evident in that first goal. He was not strong enough. I'm fa- What's happened is, referees blow up against uh, people challenging goalkeepers so often now, they've almost used it, they start using it as an excuse for not being strong enough. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's strange. It's one of these sort of strange things. It's the same with offside. When defenders... They appeal for offside. You don't have to appeal for offside. Yeah. Just mm. carry on defending. Mm. Yeah. The assistant... Re- it's not like cricket, but it's a wicket, and you d- it's not a wicket if you don't appeal. If it's offside, the assistant referee is going to give you offside. Carry on defending. Yeah. And it's the same with goalkeepers. You can't assume you're going to get a free kick blown against uh, for you, mm. and Hennessy was just nowhere near strong enough, and that set the tone for, for the rest of the yeah, half. And, really that, and, that, and that were pulled to pieces. I, I think a lot of people were blim, blim and Hennessy, and I think there's a, a huge amount of uh, the Crystal Palace problems at lead is um, gigantic feet, but they gave away some very cheap fouls. There was some root just pulling and pushing and they just not... They just couldn't... You're right. They couldn't get close to something. In desperation, that's yeah. what it was. I mean, it was so bad that Jack Rodwell was on the winning side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I was, this has been well reported, but he ended his unwanting 39-match match, uh, winless streak relating to games in which he started. But Moy said he spoke to Rodwell beforehand, telling him to step up and, and produce more. And, just yeah. went, it's 39 now, Jack. Yeah. You, you don't want 40. I mean, that, I mean, that, that is a lot, isn't it? That <laughs> started when, uh, when you were at City. Yeah. I yeah. would... I mean, what... I would it's have in trusted... both of our interests if you <laughs> stopped that. I would have trusted that testimony a lot more if uh, if he'd come the manager had come out and went uh, before the match and said mm. look I've told him put a shift yeah, in yeah okay right come and say afterwards now 
Yeah, he should be saying that I'm every match. He's after time. Yeah, I'm not having that. David Moyes is sitting down saying, the thing is, I can't get my head around, Jack. Is this your only job, isn't it? You're not doing anything else. It's true. 39 in a row. That's a lot. Essentially, anyone in this room could do that. He did. He played well, though, didn't he, Robert? Give him credit. And they got injured, didn't they? Yeah, he did. Yeah, which is sort of par for the course, I suppose. It's like Andy Cowan every week. Every week he's got some sort of minor injury. And when he's not, he's absolutely blisteringly good. I thought Paris were very, very poor. Oh. Palace fans don't need me to say that. They were beaten 4 0 at home by Sunderland. But they were genuinely very yeah. poor. But four. the thing is, it's after after getting a getting a win recently and looking like they were gonna put you know, hopefully a run together as we were talking about on the preview show. Like it's it's just such a ridiculous capitulation. But it really smacks a lack of effort. They look, and they, look no, they look no better than they did on the Pardew. And, no. and Pete said that a week or two ago, you know, Pardew he's got one trick and when it goes, it's gone. And yep. he'll occasionally pull out a, a fake a sort of occasional like a, a, a fluky result or something mm. like that. That's, what, that's, that's yeah. now what Bournemouth, the Bournemouth game looks like to, to yeah. Allardyce. Does, yeah, well, four points from a possible 18 since Allardyce took over. They have not had the lift that everyone assumed that they would have when, when yeah. Allardyce went there. It's looking like, I mean, it's look, the thing is, and Hull are making moves in the right direction. Well, absolutely Swansea, right. Swansea, I know, were beaten, but they... they you look they, at the bottom of the table, I mean, so, that win was so important for Sunderland because had they have lost, they would have been adrift. They, 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 didn't, now, they didn't lose Larson either, which they should have done. Yeah. Hall and Downs a heart at one point. It was yeah. like, they should have gone off, and that could have changed things. It, it, could, it was 1-0, wasn't it, at that oh, point? I forget now, yeah, but yeah. yeah it would, it would have, of course, a man setting off would have changed things. Mm. But Sunderland are two points from safety now obviously Palace are on the same points as them uh, and Hull City have, have, have improved in fact David Moyes was, was told after um, after the win that Hull had beaten Liverpool and he looked surprised and went effing hell did they really incredible oh, right. you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, 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 he's a little bit disappointed I suppose in one sentence I, I, wasn't, I wasn't hugely surprised that Hull beat Liverpool I, 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 no. th- I think um, but, but how though because Marco Silva look he didn't know the league well that's he's the problem I mean, Holland I mean, this, fell on this, Sky Sports this man he wasn't <laughs> even he shouldn't have even put professional man Manager on his seat. What's he know about Hull? Yeah. yeah. What does anyone know about Hull? <laughs> the, the general rule about that sort of stuff is: is that when we when we when we hear like a new manager coming to the league, I like to think uh, we do a little bit of research, have a look into it. If you don't know anything, don't don't say anything. You don't yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the ounce of research, I know. Yeah, could win the league. This the man. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, uh, listen. Most people say that to me. I would agree. Not yeah, you. Didn't they <laughs> drop just four points all season or something, something like that? Yeah. And, they, and the, the side that he got into the Portuguese top tier. Yeah, exactly. It looked like he could come in and at least make them a little bit better because. Mike more than a feeling, as much as we like him, he he wasn't cutting the mustard there for whatever reason. Uh, the man's had a good career. He's not, he's not that good. But well, that would be one of the reasons. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a flaw that. Yeah, but they needed the, you need the needs to roll the dice, and they have, and it looks like it might well pay off. Mm. Yeah, well, it, it does. Liverpool's problem in this game, and, and moreover, sort of generally, is that they can't break teams down. So, so what happens? They don't move the ball quick enough. They don't. They, mm-hmm. they can't do anything to break teams down. So teams know mm-hmm. Hull. I That's mean, generally a problem as well. Yeah, I don't want to take. I'm not suggesting that you know Hull should shouldn't take credit for this result because they should. But what I'm saying is, in one way, it was fairly easy for Hull because their assignment was just to sit there nice and tight, compact, and just pick pick Liverpool off. And yeah. Liverpool are so poor defensively mm. um, for a team of that standing that they can be picked off. And that's why Liverpool had a bit more joy against Chelsea because Chelsea came at them, right. left gaps all over the place. If you look at Klopp's record, I haven't got it in front of me, but I'm, I'm decent against top six. Exactly. So he gets bigger teams, he gets a lot more joy, he's a lot more space to imp- mm-hmm. implement the way he wants to play. Hull were just able just to keep it tight. Sit back, soak it all up, and then and then score. And yeah. and and the ass I thought had a good game. I thought he took his goal well. Um, and and the one thing that, that sort of struck me about this game as well was the Mignolet situation. Mm. I mean, you've got a really side. I think they've got a side with Carrius now. I think Mignolet. I agree with that. I yeah. think Mignolet's 
what is he, 28, something like that? Now he's not getting, he's not going to get, probably not going to get any better. He's not the keeper that they're looking for. They, they signed him on a slight hope and, and maybe there was a slight whim as well. He was a decent keeper at a certain level, but he's not that top level keeper. And at least with Carriers, he's probably going to improve. If they just, Liverpool's season is, I mean, I, I saw someone say that over the weekend, Liverpool's season is, is to all intents and purposes, it's done now. So, mm-hmm. so put Carriers in there, give him a lot more experience. You, they obviously bought him for a reason. Klopp seemed to have a lot of control over transfers there. Mm. He's bought him for a reason. He likes what he sees in him. Let him get used to the Premier League for the rest of the season and hopefully you can start a new season with a good solid sort of foundation for your defensive unit in, in the shape of a keeper who hopefully is the keeper they hope he is is it's there not an argument to give him a chance with a face paint yeah could he, that's not going to harm his <laughs> what we've learned tonight Jim that's not going to harm his chances no. no every little helps that's right yeah I mean I think that uh, with, with with a team whose season is pretty much done and dusted obviously it isn't because they've got to fight for the top four so take that with a, with a pinch of salt of course but actually one of the positives that you, you, you can always turn um, in football, a negative into a positive, where you can try. And for Liverpool, it's kind of like, right, now almost like build for next season. Obviously, g- try and secure top four. But you're right, Luke, there's just no point in carrying on with, with Mignolet, yeah. unless they think we just need to give Karius a little bit more time because his head's not in the right place. That's understandable. But get him in there. And it, there's shades <laughs> of David De Gea there. Do you, do you know what I think with Mignolet? I think his problem is... He has a concentration issue. Yeah. If you look at if you look at the games he plays poorly in, it tends to be against lower opposition, which I admit is a bit of confirmation bias and it makes it stand out more mm. because it's not they're not expected to lose those games. When he's called into action a lot, I think he can look quite good. Yeah. But it's when he when he doesn't do anything for a while, and that's and as they always say, that's a hallmark of a really top keeper. He can maintain his concentration when mm-hmm. called upon, do what he needs to do. I think Mini really struggles with that. And I don't think that's necessarily something he's going to improve upon at the age of, of twenty eight. I mean I might be wrong, but I think they've they've sided with Carrius, they bought him for a reason, they should go with him. And that might make a lot more difference in the long term. Yeah, it's, it must be so frustrating um, for Liverpool fans at the moment after this run because they were going so well. And as you say, Marcus, it is, you know, of, of course they're, they're now still fighting to get in the top four, but that, that wasn't what their ambition would have been at the start of the season. They'd have hoped to have been a bit more competitive than that. And that is effectively where they were at this time last year, mm. isn't it? It's just same, same old, same old well, again. You, you kind of forget that the last time they mounted a title challenge, they had ridiculous footballers up yeah. top. So yeah. it's, it's going well, to be one of them, but he's, he's one of them. well off of the yeah. boil. <laughs> but they need to get Suarez back. That's what they need to do. <laughs> the problem is, it's plain as day. The problem is that they, they start off like a, like a house on fire, they score goals, they move the ball quickly, they swashbuckling attack, then they get knackered. Yeah. What happens when they get knackered? Well, they can't move the ball quick enough and they make mistakes. But they don't, they're they, tired. Don't, they don't have a big enough squad at the moment. They need to, uh, I mean, you know, Klopp wasn't making excuses about lack of signings, but that's what I mean. Build for build for next season now. And I know Liverpool fans don't want to think, well, what are you talking about next season? But the fact of the matter is they're not going to win the league. They're not. Chelsea are going to win the league. Yeah. That's quite clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is reinforced every week. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's no shame in finishing in the top four. Oh, it's a flipping good thing to do. And then, and then build for that next season, because Klopp will be given time. You know, if he mm. finish, even if he finishes fifth, or dare I even suggest sixth, they're not going to sack him, and no, they shouldn't no, no, sack no. him. They give their managers time, don't they? And that's, a, that's to be applauded, I think. But I, I, the, the main worry for me, if were I a Liverpool fan, would be how vulnerable they are to the counter. Again, like we've been saying this for weeks now, it's such a simple tactic. But before Niasse's goal, um, Abel Hernandez had a chance as well. Like Just, just hit him fairly simply on the break. And mm. they just seem so vulnerable to they such are. a simple thing. They, they do they, bunch up around players, though. And if you beat that first line, it's like, oh, we've got a lot more space now, haven't <laughs> we? Oh, dear. They're not free-scoring like their neighbours. No. Everton <laughs> 6, Bournemouth 3. Oh, my God. A lot of fantasy league chat this weekend about <laughs> Lukaku. Oh my God. Everyone yeah. seemed to drop him or something. I if he was your captain. I was my captain. Did you really? Yeah. <clears throat> cool, I, thought, I thought it was the... Um, I thought it was, inc- was incredible. I thought it was the best, probably the best individual performance of the season. Magnificent. Mm. He's finishes array. with a plomb. Yeah, he? exactly, Jim. His, his array of finishes in that game were delightful. The second one... 
Most players, because actually when I was watching the game, when the ball came along to him, I thought what he's going to do is he's just going to try and just tuck it under the keeper or just swing his boot at it and the keeper's going to smother it. And that dink little finish, glorious. Mm. Utterly glorious. He he terrorised them. And and why I say for me it was one, if not the best, one of the best individual performances of the season is because he seemed to affect the whole team. He, Mm. He affected Bournemouth in their in their entirety just by obviously starting off so quickly mm-hmm. and if you looked I know Bournemouth had a bit of joy in front of goal and, and they were able to score a few but the first, the first sort of 15-20 minutes from what I saw Bournemouth just looked shell they, they were <laughs> terrified of Lukaku they couldn't mm-hmm. get the ball yeah. out of their own territory and and that just shows you what, why managers will pay a huge amount of money for, for Lukaku because when he's on song mm. unplayable player he's yeah. just unplayable he can score every type of goal he's strong he's fast he's it's just a nightmare to play. Brings other players in as well. He's, he's so he's got everything. He's and he's still so young, isn't he? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. We're so blessed to have him here. Indeed. And and Kuman is saying, you know, he, you know, he sort of belongs not belongs at a bigger club, but you know, he he, he should play at a, at a bigger level. And I think to myself, yes, Kuman, and that's when you're managing at the better level. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. basically what he's saying. He's not, earmarked him. Yeah. 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 You're not going to lose just him. You're going to lose me and him. Don't worry, Ron. Wherever I go, you're coming to me. <laughs> <right? laughs> yeah. But Everton did look a little bit soft-centred at times. Some of the goals... Well, they conceded three. Were, yeah, and, and one or two of them were really, really poor. Well, but it, it doesn't matter when they scored six. What do, do, Pete, what do you think of Ross Barkley's celebrate, pre-celebration? Uh, well, pre- yeah, I don't like to say that. No, I don't like to say that. Do you know what? I quite liked it. I'm, really? sort of, I'm not, not sure. Eh? Why not? Yeah, well, I'm kind of leaning towards there was that. A, there was a defender on... On guard. Did Barkley see him though? I wondered that. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm not worried like... about. I'm not worried about that. I'm, I'm, I, it's more like quite disrespectful to Risky. the opposition. But a bit of a, a bit of overconfidence like that from an English player sometimes is quite nice. <laughs> we've been praising <laughs> players' honesty recently. Maybe Ross Barkley he just knew is a bit of a dickhead. No, no, no. no you know, <laughs> he right. thought. I think I'm going to score, and he was very honest. Yeah, about but that. The, the, the thing is, you've got to be careful because we always moan about England not producing players like that with a bit of swagger, right? And a bit of confidence. Yeah, right. So we, we want them to be, you know, prim and proper and yeah. do the things the right way and, and mm. tackle. Like Jack Wilshere said something a while back in the old, England needs to realise what they're good at, which is tackling hard. And it's like, well, we've got a player like that yeah. who needs to be nurtured. Fine, he needs a bit of guidance, a bit of management. Cooman's dropped him here and there and, and mm-hmm. asked questions about his dedication and all that other stuff, yep. saying at his age he should be influencing games more. That shows to me that he's a confident player at the moment, and that's a good thing. It's it a is. good thing for the league. It's a good thing for everything. It could be a good thing for England. So we've got to be careful about mm. and not liking it. That's well, what we, I'm saying. We've been talking about the NFL. What always makes me laugh about watching American football, which I don't do too often, obviously, but is when some a player like makes an interception or something like that, and then starts mouthing off the other one, and then starts like celebrating like they've yeah. just. You've got to be careful because I think you can be fined in the NFL for over celebrating. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And then Barkley does that, and people go, oh, no, "I'm not too sure." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're English. Yeah. We don't like that. Yeah, people, are, English people are uncomfortable with that sort of thing, and I think mm. it's actually what makes teams like you know Argentina, Brazil, even mm-hmm. Germany with that arrogance it makes them better. How many teams? How many teams celebrate before they scored a goal? Though? Well, he's going to score, and he's not going to not they score. They were five three up with in the dying seconds. Even if he'd have missed, yeah, yeah they would have still been okay. I don't know. We we are quite arrogant. Look at our complete lack of preparation for the Iceland game. For but example, it's different. It's a very different thing. Arrogance in lack of preparation. Yeah. Very much my forte, mate. Trust me on this. There are, very, there are many different types of arrogance. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but Marco Silva. He knows the hubris colour wheel. Yeah, we talked about. He does. We talked about some of the pundits' reactions to Marco Silva. You know, there's almost an arrogance in that. Yeah. So it's it's there in some ways. It's in the wrong place. We want to have a bit of swagger. But yeah. the arrogance and the swagger. But, um, um, sorry, before you move on, 31 goals conceded in 12 games for Bournemouth. Do you think they're going to get sucked into to the battle? Because No, I think they'll be fine. No. You, th- you think they will? Because they're, yeah. they're on a bad streak. You've, you've it's, three, it's three from six at the bottom. Yeah, I, I, exactly. There's no way Bournemouth are going to get sucked into that, I don't mm. think. Uh, we're going to talk more Premier League after this. I am 
I'm Linvoi Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Hi, I'm Linvoi Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's time for emails with Pete Donaldson. Oh, Pete, it's your time to shine. Now we Hot had dog. some exciting emails, Peter. We in the did. Last show. We're on the hunt, yeah, aren't we? We are. We've got on the, the bit hunt. between our teeth. We mm-hmm. want to learn uh, about the rambler, the the, the ramble the football rambler listener who's uh, played at the highest level of football. Yeah, we do need a corrections and clarification though. Apparently League, so. Highland yeah. League is fifth tier. You never get involved in the corrections and clarifications unless it's Scotland. Outrageous. It's nice. It's nice to well, have someone I'm else worried. doing this. When I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Highland League is fifth tier because we 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 said it. Didn't the emailer say it was fifth tier? The emailer said it was fifth right. tier. Right. Yeah. We need qualified. Stewards inquiry. This, this is why, and I've mentioned this a few times. You can't trust these listeners. Yeah, I mean, they've got to be. Pro- you've just got to be provable. Yeah. yeah you well, can. the problem is if you say like. All right, that's provable, but if you say you're playing at a certain level, there's a certain level of trust here. <laughs> oh, Donald Trump ba- over there. We can't trust, trust these mm. listeners. There's a basic level of trust. <laughs> Fake news. Fine, there's a basic level of trust, but that sort of stuff, that sort of thing from Thursday just undermines any trust I've got in this program. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put up a firewall. We're <laughs> yeah. put up a big firewall. We'll keep them all out. The higher we get, though, up this, the, higher, the closer we get to the Premier Divisions of each country, I think it's going to be much easier to Google. Yeah, I, and be. we found this, and we found this. I've double-checked a few today. Well, right. you, you, didn't you say that there was uh, a chap who played? Was it in the um, in the FA Cup first round? The keeper who yes. scored. That's check that's that checkable. Now yeah. I, I, I believe we got a video of it. We've got a video of it. We need so videos. His, so his actual description of how the goal went was so, so inaccurate. Okay. <laughs> he, said, he said it was a bullet header. Yeah, right. It was exactly. not a bullet. <laughs> so he plays or played. Eighth tier English football, right. I think we worked out. So, what would be a high standard? Because we said, oh, the high level would fifth tier Scottish and eighth tier English. Well, I think it's quite similar. I, I think, think you've got a goal with coefficients in yeah, your particular I think federation. But the, coefficient, but the coefficients are how the national side. I've created a monster here, haven't I? You have. No, 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 no. It's not the coefficient. The coefficient of the league system. Okay. It, it affects seedings in um, like Europe, um, oh, okay, right, right, like that, right, which are. is a pretty good yeah, no, that's standard. Fair. Okay. So, uh, we'll, what have we got this time round, yeah. sir? Well, we've got uh, a man by the name of Grimmer Johansson. Okay. He's from Iceland, where you've just been, Luke. I've just been there, yeah. Email Um, now, I'm back. I have have actually played 20 minutes in the top flight. Ooh, hang on, hang on. No, no, no. Steady. Okay, it was the Luxembourgish flight, <laughs> the oh, national yeah. division. As a 17-year-old, uh, he, he played alongside uh, Rene Peters, uh, the 93 claps for, caps for uh, Luxembourg. Won the I don't know who that one. is. Yeah, right. so, yeah, but he basically said, uh, I don't have any actual stats on this, but there can't be many Icelanders who have played in the Luxembourgish league. Uh, well, I am at least one. Not so, what we were looking right, for, but right, I appreciate right, we got the email. Them. We got that one. Right. Highland uh, Scotland, isn't it, coefficient-wise, I would think? No. Luxembourg. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you were being serious. Right, Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to your listener who's played at the highest level segment, I'd like to put forward my flatmate and fellow long-time listener, Daniel Crisp, who is currently playing centre-back uh, for uh, Inveruri Loco Works oh, in right. the Highland League. Yeah. Scottish fourth tier. Oh, It isn't Scottish fourth tier. It's Scottish fifth tier. We've been through this. Oh, was... no, no, wait. Hang on. No, because he said, Daniel is furious after hearing you lot say that Joe Cockpenny, former reject for local rivals Huntley FC, mm-hmm. uh, is the listener who's played at the highest Pete, level. And Pete, he's taking his claim for the top spot. Pete, I'm just going to... I'm just going to just going to say a few things to you. One, Scottish Premiership. Two, right. Scottish Championship. Right. Three, Scottish League One. Yep. Scottish League Two. Right. That's four. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> then like, the Highland League. But wait, the Highland League. But wasn't it called something different last week? Because he put the sponsor in, didn't he? Last week. Let me sort no, this out. You're thinking for of you. the Evo stick, that's the English one. Let me sort this out for you. Daniel Crisp, stop fucking wasting our time. <laughs> <laughs> Next email. No, right. it's the Press and Journal Highland League. Right. So that's still fifth tier. Well, they might be higher in the league. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Right, <laughs> next email. Shut up, everyone. Right. 
Yeah, everyone. I've played in the Welsh League Division 2. Next. Yeah, next. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stuart, for that. Who did he uh, play for? Give him a little bench. Uh, it's two leagues below the Welsh Premier League in the Pyramid. Uh, I played for Cardiff Corinthians AFC. Well, Cardiff's, Corinthians. Cardiff's oldest football club. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Again, <laughs> next. Right. Appreciate the email. Gaz. Hello, Gaz. Long time listening to the show. I'm depressed now. <laughs> I, I currently play out front for Sevilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better. Yeah. I think we might have a winner here. Okay. I'm an ex professional and youth team goalkeeper for Crystal Palace. Hang on. Did I, he was play? At the, I was at the club for five years. I'm in my debut against Liverpool in the then Worthington Cup following yes! the dismissal of Alexander Klinkort for a rather cynical professional foul. So you actually played for the first team of Crystal Palace against yes. Liverpool. Right. Now okay. Okay. Good. This is what I had in mind when I thought this up in the first place. Okay. I am also. Where were Palace in the league? Or like, what division <laughs> were they when he played? Well, I think it was 2002, I think I googled. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I then found myself back at Palace in the first game action for Trevor Francis, his first game in charge against Birmingham City. Uh, it was, ironically, Steve Bruce's first game in charge for the Blues as the two managers had traded post the previous week. Strange set of happenings. I'm also a Welsh under-15, under-16, under-18 and under-21 international. Wonderful. Nice. Wonderful. So when, when I thought of this up a while ago, I was thinking of having Ian Rush emailing in. Yeah. <laughs> Ian we'll Rush. We'll have all sorts. Yeah. This, isn't, this isn't too bad. Um, I, Sorry, what, what was Gaz's actual name? Uh, uh, well, oh, well, well, steady, steady, well, oh, steady. Oh, Gary Hartley. Gary Hartley. Okay. He now yeah, he, yeah. he's now the sales manager for Andaman Ceramics. I don't mind giving him a plug. Don't <laughs> mind giving him a plug. The Ferrari of the ceramics industry. Yeah. <laughs> Get this right. <laughs> Your brother Mark to email and he, yeah. he played it a bit this time. He oh. was also signed by Paul Gascoigne during uh, his stint at Kettering. Okay. Oh, right. It was pure comedy gold. I'd love to hear more about that. (laughs) The conclusion of of training one night, returning to the dressing room to find 30 pizzas had been delivered because the gaffer thought it would be amusing. Yeah, it's not amusing. The man's got a serious illness. Yeah. All right. Gary Hetley, thank you for that. Uh, PPS, I like Donnie a lot. I wonder how that one got read out. That's the spirit. Did you Uh, add that? PPPS, uh, I'm available to play in the Ramble Five-A-Side team, should you ever need me. There's only PPS in there. Hello to Dave McGillan. Okay. Hello, Ramblers. Uh, I was on holiday when the wife of a. Uh, uh, I was on holiday with the wife, blah, blah, blah. And I hung out with a bloke and talked about football, uh, much to the chagrin of my uh, my good lady wife. Uh, that night in the pub, uh, the footy talk continued. We talked about our dizzying heights of our playing careers. I talked about almost single handedly winning the under 10s championship at Butlins Barry Island in 1983. Basically, they were sharing a love of the football ramble. Oh, right. Him and uh, this guy, this dude. Um, as I sat back smugly, talking about my uh, my football... Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bright achievement. Yeah, you know, Butlins Barry Island, 1983, time. two goals in a two-on final, fantastic. I sat back smugly and took a self-satisfied swig of lager. Uh, <laughs> my new friend proceeded to tell me about his illustrious early career at Dynamo Zagreb. Oh, who was it? His family had moved over from the US for work and the teenage Danny was signed by the Croatian champions to play in the big number nine role. I can't remember how many games he played, but he said shortly after his arrival he was replaced by none other than Nico Krankia, who became Dynamo's youngest ever captain. So, obviously, Dynamo Zagreb are obviously higher than the fourth tier of Scottish football, yes, or the fifth, you'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, so that would make him the new leader, even if he only played one game. I thought about Googling Danny to try and confirm his story, but then thought I'd rather not know the truth unless I hear it from the man himself writing into the ra- ramble. So basically, this is him asking Danny... Uh, are you still listening, mate? Are you the Ramble listener who's played at the highest level? We're just a conduit now. Aren't we? Yeah. I was about to say, why just, doesn't he... Surely Gary, surely Gary Hatley still Yeah, no, Hatley's still... Hatley's okay, well, yeah, yeah, well, okay, so, I'm not sure about that. What? Playing for Crystal Palace in the Worthington Cup. Yeah. Is that definitely better than playing for Dynamo Zagreb? Yeah. It's second and... No, no, it's not. Surely. I'd it say is. no, it's not. It is. Massively no, it's not. Well, the Croatian D- League's not that high on the cup. Dynamo Zagreb, they're a Champions League specialist. Not, he, he didn't play in the Champions League. 
Yeah, true. Anyway, He's playing for the team who are like. We'll see if we get in touch. They're Champions League botherers. Well, basically, yeah, so we're basically a, a, a conduit. I'm going to leave with this one. Um, Dave says, Hiya, fucking Donaldson, constantly having digs at Sunderland as a city when the man's from fucking Hartlepool, one of the biggest shitholes in the country. <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking, taking jip from someone actually from Newcastle is all right, as they have a right to have a pop. A classic hipster who's moved to London and ridicules smaller cities to make him look cooler and remind everyone he lives in Soho. A monkey hanger, pretending to be a Geordie who lives in London, stop trying to be quirky for two minutes and get a fucking haircut for fuck's sake love you already peace out Dev can't read he's got your Can't number really in the team win the call of him <laughs> couldn't have put it better myself thank you Dev <laughs> that's the sort of email yeah. that's what I want I, I found it hard to vocalise what I was after yeah. when I was talking about emails that's just yeah, there we go. Exactly it gets us what it. I want it, it, it just gets us yeah we did also get an email from an ITK oh Ooh. yes we did and in the know how, 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 you're like this. how do you want to sell this? Because he doesn't want us to use his name. He doesn't want us to read out the email. Well, I'll tell the story. I'll tell All the story right. real quick, oh. and you can you can you can finish it off. Pete. You can have okay. this happen. Still reading from that last one. We got an email from a guy who won't, we won't name him because it'll be unfair. He doesn't want to be named. So um, he knows on good authority in quotes. Here we go. Definitely mm. that Arsene Wenger isn't going to sign a new contract at Arsenal. So he's going to be leaving in the summer. Is okay. what he's implying. He yeah, says, like, I don't want you to read this email out. Really, before the Chelsea match as well. Apparently, yeah. This is before the Chelsea. I don't want to. I don't want to read this email out. I don't yeah. really want to be named. Just. Try Trust me, I know. So um, between us, me and Lord Ramble forwarded it on to Pete and said this would be a good email to yeah. read out. And Pete did this thing on Google. He's obviously a bit of a whiz on the computer and stuff. Found out, Googled the guy's name, found out. Uh, and what, what was he, Pete? I, uh, he doesn't work for Arsenal, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he works as a sort of m- in Harrogate. Right, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, so it might not be true. But anyway, <laughs> on, the, on the off chance that it is actually true, okay. breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> I might bleep out where you said he worked as oh, well, yeah, okay, just in case. Enough, yeah. Okay, right, yeah. there we go. Right. Nice. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have one, Luke? Yeah, go all <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, right, so uh, so there we are. Well, that, that, does, are, are the emails finished? Is that yeah. the emails are finished? Neatly leads us on to Chelsea three. Oh, we could probably just not bother with this one. <laughs> <laughs> the email section was quite long, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. this one. Vega's, <laughs> Vega's leaving. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and uh, and the man from the well, uh, he's certainly going to have a career in journalism now. Um, same old, same old, Jim. Oh, very much so, absolutely. Um, and it's interesting that that point about Wenger was made because um, there's been a lot of talk of Max Allegri recently and also there was earlier in the season there was a link to the guy who um, is the manager of um, uh, RB Leipzig. I f- forget his name because it's confusing. Um, and I, this <laughs> is really rare. You know, we've not heard this before. We've not heard managers being linked to, mm. um, to the job. So we I heard Klopp. wonder if... Klopp um, was linked for a while. No, but only really tenuously, like sort of a what-if what one day rather we'll than... We'll ask like, our man who emailed so, in. He'll well, probably yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I think that means Arsenal are looking around like behind the scenes to try and try and replace Wenger and I think you know it's been 20 billion years now so like I think you know it does make sense that this summer he would he would call it a day but um, I mean that performance was 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 ridiculous and I know Arsenal hindered by having a very much a makeshift midfield and you know, Coquelin was was, was it was get, probably never really going to compete against Matic and Kante in there, but it was it was a very very poor performance, the likes of which we've just seen too many times. Really. I, um, yeah. I really enjoyed um, James Ollie wrote a really interesting piece in the London Evening Standard today, which you would get online <clears throat> if you're not in London. You would get it online, I'm sure. Talks about a bit about Arsenal's problems and, and different bits and pieces around their training methods and the fact that they went into this new stadium, which, which looks like in hindsight like a really odd and difficult time. Um, for, for various different reasons, worth worth reading. I thought I thought they were um, really poor against Chelsea, I have to say. But as, as Jim's just touched on, really, I mean, are they going to compete in that midfield area? Probably not. 
And, yeah. and, and I think Chelsea are a good team. As you said earlier, Marcus, best team in the Premier League. So not not a disgrace, is it? It's just mm. it's just it's just every every time. But it's, it's every, uh, Jamie yeah. Carragher said that uh, Arsenal going away to Chelsea. Yes, there are anomalies in there. I, I don't know there is, but he said it's the same old thing. Chelsea always get the first goal, yeah. and then Arsenal tend to have a bit of the ball and so on. Like, and then Chelsea, they don't, they don't compete physically. No, and then Chelsea, the and then Chelsea hit them on the break again. I mean, how many times would we see this when Drogba played for Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. He would Arsenal would have the ball, and then Drogba would say, "Hang on, give me. That. I've had the enough of this being nil nil." And just poof, but well, whack them out the way and score. The worst thing is it Hazard used to be the that. other way round. Oh, the Hazard goal was ridiculous. Cockerland like fell over. Well, to be fair to Cockerland, at least he tried to bring him down. Well, but the two key instances in the game. One was the first goal, which was essentially a clash of heights and Arsenal fans I, I personally didn't think it was a foul Arsenal fans are complaining about a foul I initially I thought, thought it, it was been. but down at Gallagher but just, um, just win the ball just, just you're a defensive player get up there and win the ball Czech didn't really seem to make much I know no, it's a close range header I don't want to slag him too much but the way he just sort of watched it go into the and the, sec- the second sorry just about the second point the second point was that Hazard just Ghosted past about four players. Yeah, yeah fine about Cockley. He did try and bring him down, but not strong enough. He's well, a defensive right, midfield yeah, yeah, player. Yeah. I know Hazard's got a lot of junk in that trunk. Koscielny <laughs> as well. Just like just he just shepherded him just too much. Just mm. that's all he did, rather than actually sort of putting a challenge. And I know it's difficult when he's moving at that pace, especially in the box. But they needed to just needed to do better in that. It just needed to be stronger. And I don't know. They they, they do play with a little bit of kind of fear of making a decision almost sometimes I guess when the game's played at that sort of pace uh, with a player like Hazard bearing down on you, you you're, you're kind of more worried about I don't know fouling him and giving away a penalty but you just got to be stronger and more foul decisive foul they could have had yeah. like 10 seconds to foul him before he got it's, the penalty it's fair the third one was a bit soft Oh, jeez. Yeah, God, what a <laughs> weird parallel universe where yeah. pe- like Petr Cech is setting up goals from the Arsenal goal for Cesc Fabregas playing for Chelsea. What happened? <laughs> We're in the darkest timeline, surely. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, the thing is, we could go into more detail about how the game panned out, but it is the same old. Yeah. Like, there's no We've point. been doing this a lot lately exactly. about Arsenal. I, I was, <laughs> we just need a soundboard for this. <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching the match with, with friend of the Ramble, Matt Riley. And uh, we saw Giroud was going to be on the bench, and he said, oh, well, he'll be on for his consolation probably a few minutes before yeah. time when it's 3-0 or something. That said... Perfectly. <laughs> <Yeah>. That <laughs> said, we hadn't scored at Stamford Bridge since about... I don't know whether it's 2014 or 2013, but yeah. generally we don't even score oh, sorry, but so at least they'll, they'll be making you know, the DVD changed. then, Jim. <laughs> a bit of progress, Jim, is yeah. what you're suggesting. But, Incremental I mean, gains, Jim. Yeah, I don't know why you guys are spinning this as a negative. <laughs> what, what do you reckon to Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain apparently accidentally liking a Wenger Must Go post on Facebook? Is, uh, um, I think it's frankly beneath you to mention it on this show. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with him on that one. But as we said, it's the same old, same old, and... Yeah, let's move on, mm. Jim, for your sake. If, oh, in, in all the Arsenal Can we all fans. just move on? Yeah, indeed, yeah. Chelsea pretty much wrapped up the league, you could argue. Um, but West Brom beat Stoke City in in, a, in in an interesting game where Sido came on, but he didn't make a difference. Yeah, I was <laughs> hoping he'd sort of get to go out on a... Hi. Can I, can I read a quote from you guys, uh, for, for you guys about this game, and I want you to try and guess who the quote's from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's related to this game. Mm-hmm. I always think as a visiting manager, I am a guest of their club, and there should be a gesture. <laughs> <laughs> is he referring to it's a handshake, and is it Mark Hughes? Mark Hughes' handshake, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's phenomenal, isn't it? So, was there a game? I, yeah, I, I, I can't think stop the amount of Does he get paid in handshakes? <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he <laughs> takes money. I always <laughs> think as a visiting Manager, I'm a guest of their club. There should really be a gesture. Imagine having that. Do you, <laughs> you think Pulis should be going around shaking the fans of every supporter that's come as yeah, well? Yeah, no, like, right. It's, it's, oh. Wasn't this uh, Brian Clough's great uh, beef with um, Don Revy? Was because when Revy turned up with his lead side when he was in Dar- when he was in charge of Derby, they they sort of swanned in and swanned out and didn't really say hi and he didn't yeah, stay yeah. for a glass of wine after. Yeah. And from that moment, yeah. Clough was like, right, I hate you and I will hate you for the rest of my life, no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's Hughes is almost like. 
it's almost like that. It's like he can't focus on anything else. He's completely unaware. He's not got the self-awareness to realise. He's an inverse germaphobe. He's got his own trope about handshakes. It's just odd. It's like an odd juxtaposition. And it's also a really obvious way to wind him up as well. Because didn't he say that Pulis didn't shake his hand before the game? Yeah. Like if you want, if you want any sort of basic mind game mm. against Mark, you just don't shake his hand. Yeah. It's, it's really, out in the open. You'd have to be a brave man. I was going to say <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay for Pulis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pulis has shown that he can get down in the trenches and fight. <laughs> Pulis is fine. He has not spare a second thought about not shaking his hand. But for people in this room, very ballsy. I, move. I thought, I thought if there was a moment where Berahino was put through on goal and had a big long run, I would have fancied Pulis to run onto the pitch. Elbow him. Yeah. What are you going to do? Send me off, fine. Do, Worth do, it. Do a Gary Monk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Yeah. He but, just um, stepped out in front of him, didn't he? Yeah. Brilliant. But what it emerged before the game, obviously, Berahino served an eight-week eight ban for failing at a drug test. That was what was reported. And Hugh said, West Brom kept it under wraps for six or seven months, and then, lo and behold, it came out before the game. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I thought to myself... West Brom have done very well to keep the under wraps. Why is it? Oh yeah, they're playing them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, you make you wonder how often it was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does make you wonder how often that sort of stuff happens, though, doesn't it? If, if there is a, clearly a, a culture of um, well, lying about that kind of thing. Let's speculate, Jim. Who do you yeah, think <laughs> <speculate? laughs> Who do you think it was? What drug do you think it was? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've got uh, just enough time to talk briefly about Manchester City against Swansea because uh, Gabriel Jesus is looking quite the player. Mm. Oh, isn't he just so much so that? So Sergio Aguero's career seems to be over at Incredible. City all of a sudden. That was quick, about? wasn't it? I love all the stats. <laughs> well, actually, statistically, with Jesus in the side, yeah. they're better off than Aguero. Hang on. There was a serious discussion about that, and I forget which pundit it was. But Aguero's one of the best Premier it? League yeah. strikers of all time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just incredible, yeah. isn't it? And Swansea looks so much better under Clement. They really they? do. Unlucky not you, to get you're a point. Persevering with Clement. Clement. Yeah. 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 yeah why Clement. Yeah. yeah. Well, we said Harve Renard for a while, which because yeah. it's Harve. So you know. I think I think Swansea. That was a bonus fixture for them. They just not. Yeah. Did they want to get battered? They didn't want to get battered. They didn't get battered. Mm. Um, so if, close to getting a point. And in fact, yeah. if people were listening to the Absolute Radio on Sunday afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> here it comes. Here oh, here you two are like this. If you listen to Absolute Radio on Sunday afternoon, like I was, I was getting a hot chocolate in the car. No. Um, uh, one of our number, <laughs> we shall remain nameless. With uh, a national radio shop. Called this a one-all draw. Hastily <laughs> <laughs> ah, come off right. the back of Dire Straits, Romeo and Juliet, saying, uh, oh, actually, no, Man City did score a winner, so uh, sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> well, what I would say is that um, the television that I was watching at the time, the aspect ratio was all wrong. We're showing a different game. We're showing a di- <laughs> <laughs> the aspect ratio was all wrong. The BBC website didn't update quickly enough, so I had to make do with my own predictions. <laughs> Because yeah, I went to get a creamy chunk from the kitchen. Yourself, there's never late goals well, in the Premier League. No, the best thing about it is, just don't mention it. Yeah, just, just wait. Yeah, I love just that. Just wait. I love yeah. After Brexit, you're just hitting your telly, going, that can't be right. I got really <laughs> excited. I was driving back from the airport with my wife, and she was saying, mm. why are you laughing so much at this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you have to know, Pete. You I'm, have to know. I'm it. listening to the end oh, of yeah, the Oh, yeah, because I'm a real career. stickler for accuracy, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real ass. But yeah. she's not that as familiar with your Uber as I am. Right, okay. Is, yeah. And say that to your boss. Despite, despite <laughs> the rumours. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I thought the Swans were all right. I thought they had yeah. a few decent chances when they went a yeah. goal down. They obviously pegged it back to one. I, I think you're right, Mark, doesn't they? Look... Good, and I think it's bad news for teams like Crystal Palace and Leicester, by the mm. way, um, who oh, were yeah. really, really oh, poor, yeah. who are sleepwalking their way into a disaster. Because yeah. um, Swansea are showing something so at the home. Only, the only reason why 
they conceded that second goal was because Carl Norton switched off terribly yeah. and, uh, and and Jesus came in and they he could have got out that with a draw yeah they, they really yeah. should have done but that. They're, they're not going to go away from it feeling sort of demoralised you wouldn't think and, you know as you say they performed well so I, I feel they'll be confident that they can sort of keep that run of form mm. well, just to give you uh, a bit of context going. just to give you a bit of context like, they've got a really good march on the they play Burnley at home Hull and Bournemouth in March um, so it was important for their confidence for them not to get absolutely hammered mm. at, at Man City. Well, yeah. it's a tough, tough game. Yeah. Probably alongside Chelsea away, the toughest game of the season. It's true. So for them to come out of that two one and, and consider themselves unlucky, they yeah. can build on that in a big yeah. way. Yeah, I mean they, 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 they've lost, but to put it in more context, it's uh, it's not a four 0 home loss to Sunderland. Yeah. No, <laughs> and we're going to talk about the championship and a little bit more after this. I'm so fancy, but you already know, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. I'm so fancy. But you already know. Sensational. Sensational. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Don't forget the preview show, sponsored by Bet365, is out this Friday. Um, our bet was Chelsea win, but Diego Costa to score first, wasn't yeah, it? He Peter? hit the bar, though, didn't he, in the build-up? Deliberately, because he hates charity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was a shame. For, for the avoidance of that, that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get it right this, fr- this Friday, so make sure you tune yes. in. Um, let's go to the Championship. Newcastle back on top! Yeah! They're back on top. They Brighton beat... are having a bit of a blip, aren't they? Oh. They did, Although they did well in the circumstances yeah. to, to draw away, 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 away to Brentford. Is what I was trying to say. Um, in the Steve McLaren derby, though, Newcastle beat Derby one um, nil at home, which was. Uh, we don't think it's called that. The big no, it's probably not. The big, the big, it should be called the Hare Island derby. Mm. Um, the big, the big story was one we just alluded to earlier was yeah. the Gary Monk thing. If for those who haven't seen this, Huddersfield beat Leeds in the West Yorkshire derby. <clears throat> There's a lot of shouts for this in the highlights of the week, actually, but yeah. I thought I'd bring it up now. Um, Huddersfield, Huddersfield scored to make it 2-1 in the 89th minute. Yeah. Um, and Both David, going for promotion. Yeah, and David Wagner oh. legged it up to celebrate with the fans. Did you see this? Yeah. To celebrate with the fans. Um, and as he was, with his team. As he was running back, mm. yeah, with his team, uh, it was so obvious. Like, Gary Monk stepped right in his yeah. path, yeah. caused, like, a huge ruckus. Both managers were sent off. But Monk then tried to make it look like Wagner had run into him on, on yeah. purpose. Yeah. It, it, was, it was like, if you see, like, a shoplifter running down the street, being chased by a security guard, you think... 
I'll have I a could go just, here. I could just step in front and I'll, then... I'll have a yeah. go here. He's not going to necessarily want to kill me. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm named and caught. And, and, yeah, they were, both, they were both given their marching orders. Speaking of that, I, Marcus witnessed this. The other day, we were walking through uh, Piccadilly Circus and mm. I saw a lady drop a £10 note. You did? And I picked it up and gave it to her and said, you drop this. Dropped my sunglasses when I was in Iceland. No one picked them up. No one gave them back to me. Lost yeah. them, didn't I? So oh, much for karma. Is that, so they keep smuggling us off, don't they, Iceland? No, karma keeps smuggling us off. Gary, <laughs> Gary, Monk, <laughs> Gary Monk can consider himself very, very fortunate not to get a fine or a ban here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disgraceful behaviour. Yeah, Wagner did absolutely love it. Though, oh, it's absolutely classy. He, should, yeah. he has to stay in his technical area. It was still, the match still gone on, wasn't it? But the point, yeah, but the point is, Gary Monk said what he did was classless and he, 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 mm. he expected better. That's fine. Don't then lower yourself to that mm. level on purpose <laughs> just to make a point. Let them get on with it. To be fair, managers over-celebrating. Conte dived into the crowd. He did, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm OK with it, I think. Really? Apparently, yeah, I th- don't you get, like, three offences for stuff like that as a manager? Yeah. Well, the reason that you're not allowed to celebrate in the crowd is, a re- you know, it's obviously a safety issue. Mm. It's, it's, a pro- mm. it's not like one of these rules or laws that... Like taking we, your shirt off. Yeah, we all think, what the hell is this for? There's actually a reason for that. So don't endorse uh, young children at the front of football games getting hurt, please, Mark. Yeah. You're above... Actually, you're not above that. <laughs> what if someone it causes them to drop a bovril? Yeah. All oh, right. I didn't think of the bovril. Yeah. No, yeah. Speak about you never do. Yeah, no, well, only when I'm there. Yeah. Um, little before we move on to the African Cup of Nations uh, League Two, little mention for Exeter City unbeaten since the 22nd of November, winning 10 out of 12. They're fourth, four points off automatic promotion. Yeah, they're brilliant on the road as well. They, they are doing don't think a well. team in the country that's won more games than them away from home. They've won 10. Yeah. Um, they're. they're Obviously, way ahead of Portsmouth now. Good to see. Not that far ahead. Uh, no, they're fourth, aren't they? And Portsmouth seventh. Yeah. Uh, Exeter City, mm-hmm. Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Do I know any more? What? Portsmouth are a giant. I think you said uh, you said that they're not much more ahead of Portsmouth. No, they, they jumped ahead of Portsmouth. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Portsmouth are still don't. You've still got promotion ambitions. Well, they lost. Like, Portsmouth lost to Wickham at the weekend, and Wickham leapfrogged them as well. Are you trying to let the hope not kill you? Is well, that what's just, happening here? The problem is the best I can hope for in this situation is Portsmouth get beat in the semi-final of the playoffs. That's not the best that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just not bother. Yeah, I'd, rather, I'd rather forget about it. Didn't last year they they got beaten in the semis? Yeah, by Plymouth. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, I think I think it's because they had a lot of loan players and they all just went home. Mm. The loan deals, they weren't even clever enough to run the loan deal past the playoff. <laughs> so like, oh, good. We've got Plymouth for quite a good team. Uh, we haven't got any players. Do you fancy another week? God, no. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. hello, hello, Chelsea. Yeah. Could you do us a favour? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've done <laughs> what's we contractually obliged from me. I'll be off now. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the African Cup of Nations. <laughs> and the Lions are indomitable again. Mm. They, they, they mm. beat Egypt too, where they went to goal down. And it's... This is a fantastic story. If you haven't been keeping up with the Africa Cup of Nations, this Cameroon side, very unfancied. And I implore you to read anything that Jonathan Wilson's written on the Africa Cup of Nations, because that is a man who absolutely loves that tournament, goes out there, covers the whole thing, and, and covers it very well. But this Cameroon team were not given a hope. Eight players pulled out of the squad or, or refused to go. Mm. And their best players, you know, like Joel Matic, for example, mm. and Hugo Bruce uh, came in, and or Bruce, rather, um, came in and, and has done a fantastic job against... Th- th- what everyone thought that they would do. Well, I think I think it's interesting to see the players that, that weren't selected for the Africa Cup of Nations, either through him not selecting or them not making themselves available. Mm. I mean, there's some good players in there. You said Joel Matip, uh, Chupo Moting, who, who scored goals in, in, in the Bundesliga for a while. Now, mm-hmm. Alex Song, mm-hmm. Stefan Mbia, obviously formerly of, of, of uh, QPR, uh, Sebastian Besson. These players weren't picked or they weren't making themselves available. And so, Bruce, that, that article that Jonathan wrote more recently, very, very interesting about how he, he settled on a, a new era, essentially, and said, mm. we've got these players, we're going to make a real team of them. And if you look at when he took the job over in February last year, a lot of those big players, their last cap was like March, the, the, the month after he took over. So he's either said, 
no, we're moving on now, yep. or those players have said we don't want to play, and that's fine, and he's had the last laugh, because when Joel Matip was losing 2-0 to, to, to Hull, yeah. Cameroon were lifting the Africa Cup of Nations. Right. And, and, and Bruce said that it, it's a group of friends, that's why players on the bench keep their motivation. You know, he, they're, they're all mates in that squad, they've mm. got wonderful spirit, and we've seen that. And I did quite like what he said. He said, I took some new players, put some young players in, and we started working. I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> he did? But, but did yeah. he just? He looks can't like, deny it. For those who can't picture him or haven't seen him, he looks like a... Um, Slightly wizened detective in a European crime drama. Yeah, okay. that's what yeah, it was like. But um, th- there was a nice tribute to Mark Vivian Foy as well after after the game. Obviously, yeah. he passed away in two thousand and three. It was gr- and it was great to see Sam Leto in the crowd as well. Yeah, who, yeah. Won, who won the Africa Nations of Cameroon in two thousand and two thousand and two? And um, the goal that Abu Bakr scored to oh. win it was a beautiful, oh, it was. worthy of winning the tournament. Because the, what I loved about that was a really typical final goal, and it was it was very frantic. Um, but it was very skillful at the same time, sort of yeah. skillful and scrappy at the same time. Right, yeah, absolutely because, right. because finals are very scrappy, you mm. get that sometimes. It becomes all about the basics and doing it right and just getting your timing right. And it was just, I love it. Yeah, because he sort of miscontrolled it slightly to begin with, but then did a. Off his chest. Yeah, yeah. but did a, a Letizia esque loop. Yeah, if you it will. was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a flick over the defender. It was, it was a glorious goal. Although El Neni scored a nice one. He yeah. did. And the great thing about El Neni's goal was that he. He, he f- almost mini fainted to cross, which meant the goalkeeper had his weight on the wrong foot and he just rifled it past him. Like over his Ke- 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 bit like Gabby Dini's. Bit like Gabby Dini's. Southampton, which was a beauty. A special note for the Egypt goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. Sam El Hadari. He's yeah. 44. <laughs> He's got 154 caps for Egypt. Mm. Beautiful. He, he made his senior deb- debut in 1993. Mm. He broke the record for the longest running run in the Africa Cup of Nations. Did he really? I really like what Jonathan Wilson said about him. He said, this is a great passage about Al Hadari's antics and his experience. Experience, if you like. Yeah. So, now, Egypt's perhaps weary, uh, reverted to type. They sat deep, they scrapped and spoiled, and they sustained a predictably abnormal amount of injuries. <laughs> Al Hadari remains a master at this. It's remarkable that somebody with such a low pain threshold could have such a long career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I love that line. That was, that was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it, shame for Egypt, of course. Um, but they, I mean, and they know how to win that tournament. My yeah. goodness! But wonderful for Cameroon in the circumstances Absolutely. as well. I mean, Egypt kept four clean sheets, I think, on the, on the way to that final. So Cameroon done, done very well indeed. So marvellous stuff uh, from Africa. Right, let's get to the highlights of the week. We'll look more. Yeah, I've got some highlights here. And first up, Joe Podsiadli, I think this is pronounced. He says, "Not so much a highlight as I support Palace, but definitely an issue that shouldn't be ignored." I was seated in front of the area reserved for disabled fans during the Sunderland game on Saturday and I was disheartened by what I saw. Not only are disabled fans in the stand with restrictive viewing due to pillars and a gantry, they're also so far back that the majority of fans in front spend the game standing and obstruct the view completely. I watched a wheelchair user of no older than 12 having the whole match described to him by a carer as he simply could not see the pitch. He still supported as rapidly as any fan watching their side go 4-0 down by half-time could, but in this day and age, with this much investment in the game, it should not be happening. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that because we talked a bit about it in positive light uh, a few mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, uh, hopefully Crystal Palace take a look at that. But, it wasn't um, a highlight; he was highlighting. Yeah, he was, yeah, and yeah. it was the most popular comment on our Facebook page. So I wanted mm-hmm. to mention it um, mm-hmm. just just for, for the listeners, if for no one else. Yes. James Balboni says my highlight is Mel Classico, um, the victory one two one, including a Tim Cahill red card, despite him not setting foot on the pitch. That's right. right. He complained so much about the goal apparently that he was that he was sent off before he could even come on. He instantly took his boots off, which I quite. Yeah. I, I thought he was just going to throw them at the ref. The ref's not going to change his mind, Pete. He no, might as well. Pete, you change your boots. You'd hate Tim Cahill. I don't. Don't like Tim Cahill. Yeah, no. so you're pleased um, about that. Uh, 
Matthew Moore I'm says, mellowed as I got older. Matthew Moore says Bologna won, Napoli seven. Yeah. Heart of the week. A red card apiece, a missed penalty, and two hat tricks. And David Harrison backs him up, says Marek Hamzik and Dries Mertens both scored hat tricks as Napoli clobbered Bologna seven one in their own back garden. Mm, yeah. uh, Hamzik got, got a diving header. Um, and Jordan Corbo, uh, I increased my record to four from four Liverpool losses while I've been drunk during games. <laughs> For the sake of the club, I need to stop drinking. He does. He really does. <laughs> stop this. And uh, mm. one one final one here. You in row. Yakubu is on trial with Coventry and he's apparently 34 years old. Yeah. Um, Magic. I'll leave that out there. Wonderful. Yeah. No further comments. At least one of those things is correct. It's the last thing Coventry needs. That's <laughs> all that's been going on down there. Uh, a little mention on Serie A. Juan Cadrado's half volley for Juventus. Beauty. Yeah. That, the, that stayed hit. That oh, stayed hit. Glorious. Lazio won 6-2 as well, didn't they? They did. It was a big score. Of, very un-Italian-like, yeah. these yeah. big scores. Um, what about the reports that Pablo Aimo might be coming out of retirement at the age oh, of 37? Who for? Studiantes? Studiantes. Well, of course, it's the thing to do. Juan yeah. Veron. Yeah. Uh, when in Rome. He's 41. Yeah. So that's quite a good deal, a 37-year-old. I loved uh, Pablo Aimo back in the day. He was great. One of Messi's... Oh, apparently Messi's now the top free kick scorer from, for Barcelona. He's overtaken Ronald Koeman's record. Oh, oh right. I saw that earlier, yeah. Pablo Aimo was one of the very many uh, new, in quotes, new Maradonas, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Very much but so. it's a bit weird with footballers when they, they come out of retirement, because when it's like a band who get back together, sometimes that's not advisable, but sometimes you sort of think, oh, that'd be nice to see a bit of the old magic. With footballers, it's just not quite the same. No, no. <laughs> Notts County, Sean Amiobi. Is that it? Yeah. Is it back in the black and white? No way. Yeah. It's, the, it's the closest you can hope for live, reliving the past. <laughs> mm. With like Kevin Nolan at the helm. If I had Amy Obi's career, I wouldn't want to relive the past, to be honest. <laughs> Any more for any more. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll move that guy who emailed in. <laughs> <laughs> I would, wouldn't call this a highlight, but I think it just worth, it's, it's worth pointing it out. A, 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 a Palace fan um, was arrested at half-time for confronting Damien Delaney. Have you seen Damien yeah. Delaney? Mm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be... I mean, you know, I haven't seen Palace as much as some, but Delaney's not the worst culprit. He's a really tough, hard-working player. Yeah. He's just old. It's <laughs> just really hard. That man deserves probably a ban and also a bravery award. <laughs> <laughs> He'll definitely get one of those. He will do, yeah. <laughs> right then, uh, that's it. Thank you very much to, for listening to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Get your emails in, of course, show at thefootballramble.com to tell us uh, if you're a professional footballer. <laughs> Only if you're a professional <laughs> or to footballer. to make up that you're a professional <laughs> yeah. footballer. That's all this show has become, really. Yeah. Indeed it has. Yeah. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Bye. Bye for me. And I've asked you many times. That's enough. You've had to do it on the show. <laughs> okay.